It's Wednesday, and that means that I can confirm that Lucius Malfoy, it was Lucius Malfoy who slipped Tom Riddle's diary into Ginny Weasley's cauldron in Diagon Alley. And welcome to Spoiler Alert. I am here today, I'm Jeremy, and I'm here today with Sonia, who just made that killer special intro. Thank you. 10 out of 10. So we said we were going to read it. Sean, down the way. Hi. And we're here today with uh, topic expert, wife of the show, Ellen Legui. Yay. Yay. Uh, this week's topic is, of course, Harry Potter. Uh, well, I should say Harry Potter movies. And so I have one question. Who has the best hair out of Hermione, Draco, or any one of the Gringotts goblins? Draco. Draco. I think Draco's dad. No. <laughs> Correct. That's true. Although the, the, the Gringotts elves... They look like um, like mean bartenders, kind of. <laughs> like that, that's like hair. Someone that would leave you, text you bad things. Also, we're just going to get it out of the way right now. The Gringotts goblins are a weird, coded uh, stand-in for Jewish people. Okay, well, there we go. There's debate as to whether that's actually anti-Semitic or not. We'll leave that to you all to, to decide. You all. <laughs> Had to get it out. Well, that was a way. fun fact. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so fun. Real first question. Have... Has everybody been sorted, yes or no? And if so, please, please state the house of your sort. Um, I can go first. I've been self-sorted. <laughs> I, um, the sorting system is rough. I go, I'm, I'm with Hufflepuffs, I believe. Because the other three, those educators are mean. You know, <laughs> you're either brave, you're manipulative, or you're smart. And then anyone else that still wants to learn... Can be a Hufflepuff, and I believe the every man Sean. Yeah, wow. Just to be clear, Hufflepuffs are very loyal and fair and thoughtful. I tried to think of things and minor characters that other people <laughs> would be. No, they're a important. Ellen, have you been sorted? I have on Pottermore, so I am always I am always a Ravenclaw. Like I have done the test like three times, and I am always a Ravenclaw. Sonia, I'm proud. Yep. Ravenclaw represent. We got smart ladies wow. in the house today. <laughs> Ten points to Ravenclaw. <laughs> I I have been sorted, and I am of course in Gryffindor. Checks out. Uh, yeah, I uh, don't really know what the parameters are exactly, but uh, I answered some questions, and uh, the well the hat the hat did what the hat do. They were like, if you're faced with a life-threatening sitch would you go feet first in <laughs> did you ask questions yes. the questions were actually more difficult than i than i thought they would be i thought i could kind of read into what it would do but it's like oh what pet do you want and then a list of 45 animals oh my god yeah down to yeah. color down to color yeah yeah i picked a, <laughs> it's serious I, I picked a tawny owl <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the deciding factor right yeah. there <laughs> I was like, this sounds like tweed. Okay. <laughs> Actual first real question. We have a lot to get through. Yeah, this is going to be a big show. Sign of stress. She has a lot of information to <laughs> front of load here. Uh, what is the best Harry Potter movie? Let's get it right off the right off the top. Ellen, do you want to start us off? Okay. I believe the best Harry Potter movie is the seventh Harry Potter movie, Deathly Hallows Part 1. Um, my reasons for this are... I think that it follows really closely to the book, which I really appreciate, and it has some of the best scenes in Harry Potter. It has the seven Potters. It has... I just, I love the camping. I think it shows such character depth. Um, I love the Ministry heist. 
and it has mm. spoiler alert Dobby's death at the end. Uh-huh. Classic. Ah, uh, Dobby. We hardly knew ye. Dobby is a free elf. He's a free elf. <laughs> Sean? Um, I... The camping parts of that one drive me bonkers. Yeah, absolutely. I can 100% agree. But, um, I think, uh... I'm, it's either uh, Prisoner of Azkaban for me or the second part mm. where they of of Deathly Hallows uh, where they literally just battle? like launch right into battle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's just so exciting and I remember being in the theater and being like oh my god like half hour in and the battle's begun McGonagall and Snape just went at it and then I was just like so excited that there's going to be two hours of exciting battle <laughs> <laughs> Sean's an action man. I really yes. am. There you know you. where I come from. Sorry. I I also am partial to many things from uh, Deathly Hallows Part 1. Mm-hmm. And I also, I think on an emotional level for me, it's Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's one that like just makes me have those really fuzzy feelings a lot. I also am quite partial to Order of the Phoenix. Oh. And I think that has a lot to do with the um, forming of Dumbledore's army and a lot of the... Um, Grassroots organizing <laughs> <laughs> that happens Just in that the book. Just coming together yeah. and learning. That one has so many infuriating, like, legal problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I like. That and I, I like. Stress me out. I think I like it also because it, um, is, it, it really places us in this political world mm-hmm. with, um, with Umbridge and everything. So, uh, my favorite, uh, as we, we rewatched this week, most, not quite all, but, uh, is also the Prisoner of Azkaban. So a spoiler alert, three out of three, uh, with Ellen sort of floating in and out of there. But um, it's the best one because of, what's his name? Wormtail? Yeah. Yeah. Pedigree? Peter yeah, Pedigree. Peter Pe- where you, you find out that he has been a rat the entire time. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is that might a be shock. The best and that's also, some good stuff. Uh, I think it's the best twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. such a twist. Mm-hmm. I really um, like the, oh, sorry. the, sorry, the no, time thing as well. Yeah going back in time and rewatching it and stuff that's cool i think part of the reason i like it is that the time travel stuff makes people so angry (laughs) because it truly does break so many of the rules of time travel but also it's a world in which magic exists everybody calm down but is it a world in which mcgonagall would let a second year do this do you know what i mean i mean dumbledore let it oh dumbledore let it happen so it's hermione it, I guess it she is Hermione. Yeah. yeah, she's special. If there's anyone who should be doing it, it's probably her. Mm-hmm. Right? Because she's doing it with the respect that it deserves. Mm-hmm. She knows how much she loves rules. Mm-hmm. Okay, before I ask the next question, i got a quick sidebar. We're going to go around really quick. Have you read the books? I have not. What? Yeah. Oh. Am I the only one? He's waiting. He's yes. waiting. Can you tell them the reason? I'm, I've, we've we've bought the set, oh. and I'm going to read them to the little one. That's the plan. <laughs> As has been has been locked in for quite some time. Oh my God! You're gonna make her stay up while you finish. Cause <laughs> I you'll be have. Like, We're not ready for bed yet. Actually. We're reading ten pages a night, and that is it. <laughs> oh my God! We'll take it until you're seventy years old. <laughs> I have a particular emotional reaction to that because I originally read these books with my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad read them to me rather, up until the fifth book, at which point I said, "Dad, you're reading too slow. I don't have time for this." I'm Ellen, striking Ellen, did, out on my when own. When did that exact thing happen with your dad? Uh, my dad read the first book to me, and I stole it afterwards and, like, read it. And then he was like, this is too much. <laughs> I knew we were going to be best friends. I'm too big. 
Sean, did you just read it alone when you were like a 25-year-old man? <laughs> yeah, I'm not that much older than you guys. But I am a bit. And um, yeah, I just read them all by myself. Mm-hmm. My parents did not read them to me. So Fine, maybe that's I'm the rough raven claw. I'm really The rough and claw. Okay, so now we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty. Let's all fight. If we all agree, I'm actually going to laugh. What's the worst movie? Six. Mm. Half-Blood Prince. Really? Mm -hmm. What? Death of Dumbledore is the worst? No, that part still really gets me, actually. I have less strong feelings about this than I did when it initially came out. Crushing a bug on its side? You don't like that? Uh, I think they just belabor the uh, romance plots way, way, way too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Messing around with Lavender and Ron. And there's Please. a lot of stuff that they omit in that book that I just am not happy about. In my notes, I like tried to keep track of like what is happening in each book. And at the end, I just wrote, Snape kills D. <laughs> <laughs> Dudley, no. <laughs> Big D. Spoiler alert. Sean, uh, I actually don't have an opinion on this. No? Most of the ones that I... I kind of, most of them are kind of like phone-ins for me, except for like the two, those like the last two movies and the Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is just kind of like, you know, filler. Okay, in my opinion, <laughs> sure. Ellen, I don't like the fourth movie. Fair. Which ones? The fourth movie is the Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they left out too many important things, and what they did leave in, like. McGonagall teaching them to dance had more humor and I feel feel like to draw back to the books the fourth book was such a like coming of age mm-hmm. it turned from one two three which were like more children's books yeah. into a, like a young adult perspective and the movies tried to follow that but four didn't come dark enough for me I agree I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you there yeah even though it does open with a terror attack yeah, I was mm-hmm. very around. Yeah, like three, and you're like, oh, especially this one. You're like, oh, she's not messing around anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth movie, they just added too much lev- levity in the middle. Yeah, yeah. terror attack, death at the end. Cedric Diggory dies, <sighs> but let's have like the twins asking all, like things that didn't have to be included in the film, and then you leave out Winky. You and leave you out Ludo Magman. Yes, a so lot of the things. important. Like, there's a lot of stuff to do with the the m- political reality, I think, of that world and some of the cracks in the in the structure that become really important in the later books, which are very important to the fourth book, are, like, totally mm-hmm. absent. Hmm. You're right. I think the, the worst one, objectively, is the Chamber of Secrets <gasps> because you're coming back for the sequel. However, it is 350% saved by Gilderoy Lockhart yeah. and his <laughs> stunning performance from Hamlet to Harry Potter. Ken- that yeah. Kenneth Branagh just knocks it out of the park. That one, I was so... that I was annoyed by that one because of how many people narrowly avoided being killed by the basilisk. I know, just <laughs> that they had to keep in going so many through coincidental insane, like, ways. <laughs> through a mirror... Or like a, a through camera, a camera lens. through a ghost, <laughs> through a ghost. <laughs> I, like, I always wonder chances? how they depetrified, unpetrified. Yeah, the ghost. Like they how just, they always are just like. I think I think you have Adam to kill Pomfrey again. Will deal with it. Well, everyone else got the mandrake. You potion. get a ghost knife or a ghost mandrake potion. 
<laughs> and then you administer it yeah, to him ghostly. A ghost mandrake. Yeah, this is a ghost drakes. The mandrakes, I will say, are one of the production elements I feel like they did so perfectly yes. in the movies. <laughs> They're mad little baby faces. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. People who have read the book, please educate me. What am I missing out on? What is the thing that I am not getting from these movies that's in the book? What am I missing? Um, is okay. this a broad I mean, question? Yeah. 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 Well, okay. this, this is like, the, what, personally, what do you think the biggest sort of letdown is? I think one of my biggest letdowns is how amazing and, um, I don't know, I don't have a great word for it that doesn't have it, like, <laughs> word in it. Um, how amazing Ginny Weasley is in the books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many lines they gave away to her brother or Hermione. And how at the end you're just like, oh, he's with her? And yeah. it just comes out of nowhere. And she was built up in the books to be this awesome character. And I just, like, let down my movie, Ginny. Luna is clearly so the better choice. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it's Bonnie Wright's fault, the actress no. who portrays her. Like, I don't what? fault Bonnie her for Wright? it. Bonnie Wright. With I a double E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they gave away so You're right. And I think some of this, spoiler alert, comes down to my feelings about having exclusively male uh, directors and writers of mm. this book that is not as anyway mm-hmm. um <laughs> and I, but yeah i feel like they really fail jenny jenny and also she and daniel radcliffe have the worst on-screen chemistry i think mm-hmm. i've ever seen it's pretty wild and it's so sad because it's supposed to be so like satisfying and passionate and fiery yeah. when they finally kiss in the common room in front of everyone yes and instead they're hiding in the room of requirement yeah. And there's no one else there to see it, and it's like very sad and weird. And when we're he, all there to see. When it. he breaks up with her to go off on his adventure, yeah. and she's like, "Um, no, thank you. Yeah, I will I lead the say. rebellion at Hogwarts with Neville." And instead, they're just like, "Oh, Neville did that all by himself." Right. And yeah. Ginny, she was around. Mm-hmm. No, no, come yeah. on. That's a good choice. For me, the biggest omission is um, the backstory that we lack for Dumbledore and for Voldemort. Um, So Dumbledore has a very complicated and tragic past, Jer. Basically, his sister... Anyway, I'm not going to go into the specifics because that will take too long. (laughs) Um, But he has a lot of guilt about things that happened, and it just gives a lot of important complexity and nuance i think to his relationship with harry and how like harry is his way of atoning for all of these things that he feels like he did wrong and there's such a like depth of um backstory that we get in the books that is almost completely absent well you you touch on an interesting point and i'm going to interrupt before mm-hmm. i ask Sean the same question and i luckily have ellen to fill me in on all these things because I think Harry Potter is sort of one in many of the series of where you have to have read the book to get the full benefit of what you're watching. Mm -hmm. And the big mistake in Harry Potter movies, and this is huge in my opinion, is that all the stuff before Harry was born kind of sounds more interesting than the Goblet of Fire. Like, honestly, when where is the movie with... Like, where's the James Potter movie? How long before that comes out? That's mm-hmm. that's honestly what I'm waiting for. Yeah, that's what is also confusing about just the universe there in general, is that 
like only 11 years ago there was like an insane terrifying like mm-hmm. battle going on that a lot of people died in and then all of a sudden like 10 years later everyone's kind of like that'll never happen again <laughs> like yeah. he'll never come back or like I'm the like, fact that guys... anyone would not know who tom riddle is yeah like this was mm-hmm. very recent mm-hmm. it's I, like 2008 i also have issues with um the whole like oh i was on the bad guy's side but he's gone now so i'm just gonna Mm-hmm. sell fruit at this stand until he returns. I think there's a lot of interesting commentary happening there about, like, anyway, mm-hmm. about how we <laughs> prosecute war criminals. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, but I think one of the things that the books do so well in that regard, Jer, is that, like, they do, um, they do that work of, like, showing you, like, giving you those pieces of that mm-hmm. context and mm-hmm. history that then the story of these three friends becomes so important because it's like there's so much behind it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they try that a little bit in the movies and sometimes it's successful, but I think you're right. Yeah. That's something that's lacking. Like a piece of that is Neville's parents, which is not in mm-hmm. the movies at all, but <sighs> you basically see them like full PTSD, like just in, at St. Mungo's. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, the, he was terrible or i guess he didn't do it bellatrix did it Mm -hmm. because she's badass but she um you know you get like an effect of like oh this is uh this is long-lasting effects of like something that happened and you'll never even see it Mm -hmm. in the movie yeah for people other than harry there are these traumatic or like you see why neville is fighting Mm -hmm. so crazy well Mm -hmm. and he's just like is very invested and harry's not the only person that has something in this fight Mm-hmm. Even though he likes to tell us that all the dang time. <laughs> He's actually a very annoying character. <laughs> yeah. Another really important thing, and you touched on it, is why the third one can't be the, my favorite movie. Because the Marauders were just like yes. completely left out. And I we watched it, and I was like, does Remus Lupin ever say why he knows the map? No. Yeah. And then Harry's Patronus is never explained either. Yeah. He says it's his dad's. Really? Yeah, yeah but he doesn't okay. say why that He doesn't matters. say because his dad... Was an animagus. Yeah. Um, and okay. it's never explained. Also, a part of that that I was so annoying is when Sirius, they're like in the house with him and he's like, won't tell them what's happening. He's just like, someone will die tonight. And like, you could easily be like, oh my God, your rat's a man. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a mean person. And I'm like, why is he not getting down to business? They're all like, ah. Yeah. Because Gary Oldman holds on to it for as long as he can. He really does. Although I was really touched at that point when Snape threw himself in front of the children. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. He has moments. He we'll does. talk about him. Uh, yeah. Anyway. One, I have one oh, really yeah. important thing just yeah. to fill you in on, which is an important thing that Ellen just said. Mm-hmm. So basically, the um, the Marauders are Remus Lupin, Sirius Black, um, Wormtail, and uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, James Potter. Harry Potter's dad. (laughs) And um, when uh, Lupin became a werewolf when they were at school, um, they all became unregistered animagi, which means that they can transform into animals. It was illegal, but they did that so that they could go and hang out with him in the forest when he had to be banished to the forest when he was a werewolf. Because friendship. They are the four marauders who created the marauders map. It's very sad and like complicated because they all also die really young mm-hmm. all, it's friendship all of this but also better. why is Wormtail their friend <laughs> like they don't even like him <laughs> <laughs> he was a jerk they feel bad though. for him yeah. 
You're gonna have the one, the one guy, you know, who's who's going. the worm tail in Sex and the City. You don't allow. Oh, well, I guess oh, it's Charlotte. Miranda, right? <laughs> no, it's Charlotte. I, I've never actually watched Sex and the City, so I just uh, make it up as I go. All right, Sean. Sorry, carry on. Uh, where were we? Oh my God, what was the biggest thing in movies left out for you? Did we touch it F- for Sean? Oh yeah, I got. I would just echo yeah the the rich back history of mm-hmm. Dumbledore and like why. Just his his guilt and his whole connection with what's he guilty Voldemort? About? Just that he was not a great big brother. He oh. um, yeah. Aber- all in with Grindelwald for a while. Yeah, he was definitely they were lovers. Full but, in with Grindelwald. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're but gonna see that happen though. J.K. wrote, well, no, we're not actually. Okay, sorry, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm real? not gonna yell. That's not coming up. Uh, no, it is coming up, but we're not gonna see the fact that they were clearly. Romantically involved. Oh, I think we are. No, we're not. They've explicitly said that they're not addressing Dumbledore's gayness in the coming Fantastic Beast movies, and it makes me want to actually rip walls. Okay, end of the show. End of the show. (laughs) End of the show. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. All right, save it. Use it. I will channel my rage. All right, so we're actually officially on to my next question, even though that one was wholeheartedly answered. Um, What part did the movies do better? What part? shines through we'll start with sean this time um what do they do better than the books i don't maybe not necessarily this is not really related but um umbridge Mm. i feel like they really developed like even though she was a a large standout character the the movie and that actress just made her a fully fledged simpering evil like (laughs) Yeah, she's perfect. just like everyone knows that this person. She just symbolizes so much, and so much pink. Yeah, so much pink, <laughs> so much meanness. Her Even, kitten, her kitten, China is so yes. much more scary than I remember. Scary. <laughs> Even though in the book they describe her insanely, yeah, like yes. slack mouth, yeah, frog face, like, so mean. <laughs> like what kind of person is Harry's that? an unreliable narrator. In that <laughs> yeah, he's always like this person is terribly yeah. ugly. Yeah, there's he's some very like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> talking about their their soul. No, no that's, that's what he meant. It's complicated. He, he doesn't see outside. Sonia. Um, for me, it is the scene where Hermione performs ob- Obliviate on her parents, <gasps> which does not actually is not actually depicted in the book. Yeah, it, we just have Hermione sadly telling Ron and Harry about it, and for me, that like so perfectly establishes. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is a really. It great so part. perfectly establishes just the like sacrifice that everyone is having to make. Mm-hmm. It's from the seventh one again. Yeah. Uh, mine's from the seventh one again as well. It's uh, the scene with the three brothers and it's mm-hmm. animated mm. and how I just love how that gets told. Because in the book, it's like an actual story, right? Mm-hmm. And it broke in the movie as well to become the story. It's my favorite scene. That it's is a really, really well scene. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's the, the three brothers, uh, the story of the Deathly Hallows, basically. Yeah. And it, like the, the way it's the animated wand is so good. And the stone. Yeah. Um, I cannot, when I was rereading the books recently, and I forgot that the Deathly Hallows only became a thing, like, last book, like, late in the game. Mm. I was like, this is a very important part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that it's not a more prominent piece of wizard lore. No. Mm-hmm. Until it is. <laughs> yet, yet you knew the name of the textbook much earlier. Mm-hmm. Just... Just saying, <laughs> I got some I got some problems with these movies. Uh oh, they're coming up later. Well, yeah. That'll be good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, 
So this one's directed at Ellen, but we can we can get everybody in here. What character? Because you've all read the books. What character, sort of aside from Umbridge, really made it right through? Like, did Harry come through into the movies super well? I'm thinking Snape. That he, mm-hmm. you know, represented super well by Alan Rickman. Dumbledore, change of cast partway through, Don't get me started. which they have not had. That's probably the only time that's happened. I think. All the actors basically signed up for a 20-year commitment for this, except for... I think that Lavender Brown was like like a black girl in, like, the first one. And then when they were like, oh, she's going to have lines, they all of a sudden changed her to a white girl. Oh, did they? Yeah. They had her listed as part of, like, the background because she didn't have any lines. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think she's attributed to a different actress. But then they had to audition people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they went with a different Lavender... R.I.P. Lavender. Yeah. yeah I oh, I hate that part. That's a bad scene. Yikes. Yeah. Does she? Does she die too? Oh yeah. yeah. She gets killed by Fenrir Greyback. The and that's the worst way to go. He's, that changes Remus it's into brutal. He's nasty. Oh god. Yeah. See, we. I know none of this. Yeah. It's deep. He's it's like maybe a pedophile werewolf. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a, that's the that's a gross character. He is a bad character. That's that is the creepiest of, book title. I've ever read. Harry Potter and the pedophilic werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Another really great character that shines through is Luna, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Luna is one of the best movie characters without question. She's exactly how she's written. Yeah, she's yeah. She perfect. Comes off exactly that, too. Um, mine, uh, oh my God, who was I about to say? Jeremy, do you have one? Or you haven't read the book? Yeah. I, was, my, I think my favorite character is Luna or... Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, is it bad for me to say? <laughs> no, it's no. just so showy, you know. Really working. You, you see it. him again in the book. <gasps> you see him in the fifth book, right? What yes, is- you're supposed to see him again when they in the fifth book when they go and visit Mr. Weasley at St. Mungo's, yeah. which is also when they see Neville's parents. Neville's parents. Is he doing? Is he doing like an entertain the troops? Tour? No, he because he <laughs> he was irreparably injured when he tried to wipe Ron and Harry's memories and Ron's wand backfires. Right. He just asks everybody, do you want my autograph? Yeah. <laughs> he only remember that he, he keeps, was famous. He keeps his cards. He, yeah, his memory is forever forgotten, but then everyone kind of loves him. What, yeah. a, gr- what a great turn for him, though. Like, yeah. I think that's better. Because he's still it's a very, very charming, handsome patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, like, happy, sort of, but also very sad. Oh, that's um, amazing. The one that I was going to say was is um, Hagrid. Robbie oh. Coltrane, who was the first person cast. Oh. J.K. Rowling has said that she knew he was who she wanted to play Hagrid as soon as they said they were going to make movies. Wow. And I think he's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shouldn't have said um, that. Also, Emma Thompson is... Um, <laughs> Professor Trelawney. Professor Trelawney is mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. And she just her, like... She's so... She's so sassy to everyone. Mm-hmm. But then she does a great, you know... I was going to say forecast, but that's not what it's called. Prophecy. <laughs> prophecy. Yeah, her prophecy voice is so scary. Going yes. Yeah, she's very scary. <laughs> oh, um, Dame Maggie Smith, too, is <gasps> McGonagall. Oh, McGonagall. Yeah. So yeah. good. Mm. So good. When I really she, wanted to do that spell. <laughs> when she stepped in front of Harry in the last movie, and her and Snape were just like, oh, it's on. <laughs> I was like, ah! I know. She's just like, I've been yes. waiting for this. Yeah. My, or my in, re- the, in the book, when McGonagall does that thing at career advising. Yeah. And I just wanted that to be in the movie so, so much. Yep. She's like, I'll help it you wasn't. be an horror if it's the last thing I do. Yes. I yeah, feel she, like 
in the last movie when all of the the professors are like finally ready to take action. I was like, where were you when in the Chamber of Secrets or in any of <laughs> these other scenarios? Good God. Okay, can we talk about something briefly? Yeah. Just first and foremost, whoever designed that school is completely insane. Like let's wow, let's just lay name is hog. Let's just lay that down right now. <laughs> Number two, that is super unsafe. Like that is Yeah. Oh my god. I think Let's put a pin in that and talk all about pedagogy in the second oh, half yeah. because... I'm going to complain throughout the entire break. Uh, we are going to take a quick break because it is that time to take a break. Uh, you are <laughs> listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Cedric Diggory was murdered! You're listening to Spoiler Alert on Regina <laughs> <laughs> 91.3 FM CJTR with Janet Community Radio. Uh, that's a that's an in-house Ligui joke that goes back and forth between my brother. Well, my brother-in-law is the writer of that joke, and you'll just be out in the yard, and then you'll hear that in the back. We're talking about <laughs> Harry Potter today. Uh, I I have to give myself praise for what is about to happen. Uh, it's game time, people. And it took quite some effort to pick a game to fit the theme for this show, but we did it. For those who don't know, the game is where I spend literally all week pouring through movies to try and find one that these three now haven't heard of. I will tell them the title of the movie, they'll tell me what they think it's about, and then I tell them what the movie's actually about, and we all win. The title of this week's game is uh, actually presented by a uh, friend and mentor of the show, Gerald Saul. Time Bandits. Time Bandits. Sonia? Time Bandits. I think this is a movie about a group of thieves, shockingly, mm -hmm. who um, are obsessed with uh, Byzantine-era clockwork pieces. Oh. And they're trying to assemble the ultimate clock. <laughs> it's not my best. <laughs> you can tell that one was half hatched. Very good. Very Thank good. you, Sean. Um, I think it's a piece of fan fiction written about the era of Prisoner of Azkaban, where um, Hermione has the time turner, but then uh, some character that's not mentioned in the books, maybe Lavender, who's a little scamp, steals <laughs> the time turner, and Hermione and her pals are racing back in time to try. And return or try to catch this time bandit. Wow, you that's could really good. I bet you people would read that. In the end, it turns out the bandit's Harry. <gasps> it could be. Spoiler alert. Wow, he is selfish enough. Wow, Ellen, time bandits. Hey, the first thing that popped into my head was the movie Clockstoppers. Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel like that's an interesting way to go. Like pausing time. And then stealing stuff. So with magic or with oh. a magical wrist, wrist, wrist watch. Oh. There you go. Clock, I like it. Clocks. Harry Potter and the clock stoppers. Time bandits. First and foremost, I am disappointed in every single one of you that you have not seen this. Especially you, whom I married. Uh, Time bandits is a Terry Gilliam masterpiece. And uh, it's about some dwarves who get a map that let them travel through time, and they meet some pretty prevalent people. I'm not going to say who. Uh, it's kind of a, almost a, I guess you could say it's kind of a Bill and Ted-ish sort of adventure through time and or space. Um, the reason it fits with the theme is that Time Bandits, the film, was instrumental in J.K. Rowling's writing of Harry Potter. And there are actually a lot of things that, since I've looked it up, which are very close 
mm-hmm. uh, a lot of sort of magical things and how this would lurk, look. A lot of look of the world is based off of Time Bandits. And hmm. uh, other fun fact, Terry Gilliam, director of Time Bandits, was the first pick to do Harry Potter, but the deal w- didn't work out because uh, he won't work with the big studios. Hmm. And he calls the first two movies a word that starts with s that i can't uh he likes the end of them slop yeah yeah that's what he calls them a piece of slop just a big piece of slop anyway (laughs) time bandits everybody go watch it thank you right back to where we were getting back into it oh yeah teachers teachers who's your favorite teacher oh my favorite teacher yeah that's a good one good question oh madam sprout i think Mm-hmm. She's the, the she's botanist. She's herbology teacher, yeah. yeah. She's very jolly and she loves plants. She's like she's like matter of fact and gets the job done and like is clear with her mm-hmm. instructions, but she still is like very sweet and jolly. Doesn't she just have the one scene? Well yeah, but Okay. I, I guess just, we're I'm, talking about movies. You're I'm right. just asking I'm just asking. She has like she's like she's around. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's in the periphery. Ellen? Uh I really like uh Madam Hooch from the very first mm-hmm. one. The I also Quidditch like teacher. Oh, she I only makes so. the one-time appearance. I think so, but I enjoyed her. Sean. Um, yeah, I guess I'm. I'm thinking maybe more books, but I love. Uh, a lot of the female teachers are very lesbian coded. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> fully, lot. like in like smoking jackets and like cigars, or like Madame Hooch. Um, it's just, yeah, they're all great. Um, but it does seem like Hogwarts is fully full of lesbian teachers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but unfortunately, no but, one in this universe can be explicitly queer, so we yeah, just get Yeah, so everyone is just, <laughs> just nothing. Mm-hmm. Just nodded at the entire time. Yep. All right. I'm, I'm, I am fully unleashing Sonya right now. What, what is it? What is the thing? that is at the top of that list of yours that has been driving you crazy i think it's the for it really is the the lack of queer representation i think is the thing that's come down to it the most for me although there's lots of complicated race stuff as well obviously Mm -hmm. um but some of the race stuff i think is a little bit more complex because basically some of those identities are displaced in specific ways so like house elves for example Mm -hmm. are racialized in a particular way um giants are racialized in a particular way but it's it becomes more complex in terms of the way that our political realities are mapped onto that world whereas queerness is just absent and to me it's the ultimate slap in the face that a creator like jk rowling would after the fact say well, of course Dumbledore's gay. I always assumed he was gay. It just doesn't matter. But it really, really does matter. It matters so, 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 so much. And authorial intent, for those of us who um, are into literary theory, uh, is actually not that important in, in most schools of thought. And it's like, you're the one who wrote the books. You are the only one who got to decide what was in the actual text. And she didn't put anything in there that would satisfy any of that stuff. So... For me, that's a real bummer because the whole message is love and acceptance and accepting otherness and overcoming prejudice. And yet, where are the queer characters? And why, even now, and I know that this has a little bit less to do with the original universe, 
But even now, when there is explicit criticism from the people who are the who most fiercely love the universe, saying we need explicit gay representation and queer representation, Cursed Child is so queer baity, which is the new Broadway show, um, which J.K. Rowling did not write explicitly, but was a consultant on, and basically Draco Malfoy and Harry Potter's sons become best friends at Hogwarts. And it is like it is so gay, you guys. It is so freaking gay. I said freaking, just in case that wasn't clear on the radio. Um, and then also with the Fantastic Beasts movies and mm -hmm. the fact that it's explicitly exploring Dumbledore's younger years. And even now, when the creator has said he was super gay, we're not getting explicit queer representation. So, uh, and just to get into this, so that they have already said it's not happening. Yeah. Even though, isn't that kind of what this whole thing's about? I thought no. Well, it's about him and Grindelwald. So and the establishment of that. But that's the whole thing with queer baiting is it'll be there in the subtext. It just won't be there explicitly. And that's in some ways worse than if it just wasn't there at all. Sean and Ellen's thoughts? Sorry, guys. As if they were one. Speak in unison, yeah. please. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so I'll ask Ellen then. In the books, it does not explicitly say whether or not Dumbledore is gay. No. no. So that's... 100% outside of the book's exactly, confirmation yes. from the creator. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. Because from the movies, you get nothing. You get right. none of this, right? Mm -mm, right. So what J.K. Rowling has done is she has created this canon text of seven books, and then we can argue, like, kind of Cursed Child, because mm -hmm. she's not actually the writer. Um, also, like, Quidditch Through the Ages and things like that. And then I feel like it's once a year. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's less. Once a year, she comes out with, like, an extra thing. Yeah. Or when it gets released on Pottermore, she'll have, like, an extra story about Draco. Mm -hmm. Or she'll have an extra story about this. Or she'll say, actually, Snape's birthday is this day. And she just adds to it. And people discuss online all the time, well, is that actually canon now? Like, mm -hmm. she is the author. She does say this is happening. However, it didn't make it into the original books. So yeah. are you going to rewrite an appendices? Appendix? Like that would, that would satisfy a little bit of it, but it should have just been in there. We need if a, it's in there. It's in there. A Dumbledore's journal. Maybe. Maybe. Sean, thoughts? Yeah, it is annoying because it's like, so has Dumbledore just been had no sex for hundreds of years, like since Grindelwald, or like what is, what do we think any of these, uh, like just the professors in general are just all sexless. Like mm -hmm. nobody mm -hmm. has. A partner. That's McGonagall's kind of a very married. British thing. I'll just live. <laughs> yeah, McGonagall's married. Yeah, you never Is hear she? a word about it. Yeah. Yeah, I literally had no idea. Um, mm -hmm. Why yeah, wouldn't he, he come just... help fight? Or wait, is she know. widowed? Mm. It's unclear. I don't know. Anyway, they're all married. just like, they all just sit in this castle. No one seems to like. They all have grudging respect for each other. Maybe like, <laughs> it's, it's just a really sad existence to be a professor there. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move into what we kind of already uh, sort of talked about on, uh, spoiler alert, on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. They're making new movies, and these are new Harry Potter movies, and they are wonderful. They are so good. I like the, I like the first one so much, and I was not expecting to like it at all, but I really did like it. When that guy goes into his briefcase... And he's got his whole world there. Oh, Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but full of magical creatures. <laughs> what are our thoughts? My wife is shaking her head yeah, at me right now. She looks unhappy. Let me have now. it on the radio. Go. Okay, I appreciate the movies. I appreciate the expansion of the universe. I know J.K. Rowling wrote a little bit of it, or all of it. I'm not... I think she has a writing she's involved. She's, yes. She's in on top for I this, still just the world. Like just is. having it set in the magical world is lovely. I just don't think they're connected to Harry Potter enough. Like, it's mm-hmm. not... It's like a... Sep- it's a universe expanding. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the next Harry Potter movie drives me crazy. Yeah. I think it's, it's just that we don't have another name for the universes that Yes. Show. So, like, the magical... The wizarding world. Something. Yeah. But, yeah, because that's true. But in a way, I really like that about it because I am slightly fatigued with this moody teenager mm-hmm. and his oh, for sure. hero complex. We can leave him behind. <laughs> no, I love him. It's complicated. <laughs> but I, uh, I think it's refreshing. I, it's re- I know, I like change my mind. But I, I also like being able to see the uh, the American side. Yeah, no, it's, and the it's super interesting. Period. Yeah, there's a lot that... There's a lot that kind of is broken in Harry Potter. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This whole thing takes place in the 90s. That's oh, right. Yes. The, like the originals? Yes. The movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They because graduate in 1997 or 8. There's a lot of problems with, like, let me take out this cell phone and film this ghost bus. Well. You know, there's there's a lot of issues there. Mm-hmm. There's the, the central thing that technology does not exist in the wizarding world because it hasn't needed to which mm-hmm. is a very interesting thing and it doesn't work around magic but you mean in terms of muggles or why well, there's there's just a lot of wi-fi kind of breaks a lot of things now i don't know if the the shield at hogwarts blocks wi-fi i doubt it does they don't even know that right. wi-fi exists. exactly so it's a good strategic move to place it in a time that looks like now but isn't quite now mm. I, I do have a lot of problems with sort of the selfishness of the wizarding world just hiding away. It's like Wakanda, right? Like, come on, make oh, up your no. mind. Oh. Yeah, come on, cheese. <laughs> anyway, but... Uh, That's complicated. <laughs> ne- neither here nor there. But one thing that we talked about was the reason you like the Fantastic Beasts movies more is that it's written a screenplay for a movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not adapted from a book. Yeah, there's not any extra no bit is, is, has to be in the movie. doing better. Right. So it's a movie, mm-hmm. whereas the Good other, point. you could argue, well, it's obviously a movie, but you need the books first. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. say I have a friend, uh, shout out to Wes, friend of the show, who describes them as companion films, and I think that that is deeply accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I do wonder how much they'll tie to Harry. Like, I wonder if there, at the end, will be literal ties to, you know, will James Potter be on, like, a... Uh, uh, what do you call it when you are exchange student or whatever? Like, will that happen for a... <laughs> Studying abroad? Yeah, you know, just like, oh, it's my summer abroad well, No, because it's in, well ahead of his time. I'm just... Maybe in, like, the last one. Yeah, it depends how... Because it's a trilogy, yeah. I think, right now. I thought it was, like, a five-some. I thought these people had lives that could, like, stretch and pull from... I Yeah, I can't wrap my head around Wizards' yeah. lifespan. Isn't it, like, a hundred and... Like, it's doubled, I feel. Yeah. Well, and it also depends, I think. Yeah. You guys are the experts. Well, if you're Nicholas Fimmel, then you're 800 years old. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think regular wizards who don't have the elixir of life. Mm. I think, (laughs) but I don't know if this is a joke that Ron makes or if it's his actual age, but at one point they make reference to um, Dumbledore being 150. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do say he's very old. But, I don't but then know. he gets that black hand, <laughs> and it's that take gross, him out right gross away. black hand. Yep. Um, getting into things where you screw up movies, mm-hmm. 
Time turners, the Philosopher's Stone, these are like big things that just never come up again. What What's going on? Where, well, they get destroyed. For I, the most part. Do they? Yeah. When? Mm-hmm. When is that at? Do I? I don't know if it, see, this is one of the right? things where it's like, what do I know because of the books and what happens in the movie? Mm-hmm. Um, Only in the book. In yeah. the movie, I think they do explicitly say that the Philosopher's Stone has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. But they just say it, right? It's not. It's at the end when Dumbledore was talking to Harry afterwards. But there's no like scene with a wand at no. the. No. Okay. But what's interesting is mm-hmm. in the movies, um, Harry snaps the Elder Wand in half, which I don't think is what he would be able to do. Yeah. And then you throws think it off a bridge. It lasted so yeah. long for just a teenager to snap it in half. <laughs> yeah. But in the books, he uses it to repair his wand, and then puts it back in Dumbledore's grave. And then the presumption is that if Harry dies a natural death, mm-hmm. which presumably he does, um, no one has won it from him, and so its power is null. Uh, they also in no way explained this whole master oh. of death. It, no. I, everyone, the white train station was the most confusing thing. Mm-hmm. I thought I was in the Matrix again. Oh. I just didn't. It just makes no sense. <laughs> and with Voldemort looking His like that little is, pizza yeah. pop. <laughs> underneath. We so came home gross. from that movie and Jeremy just quizzed me for the next, like, it's I like, feel like three days. Well, it was like, why did he do this? How come this happened? Why is this? Where how, is the... Cl- how like, is he allowed to make the choice? Yeah. He, if he's the master of the stone, why did he throw it on the ground? There's so many good uses for these things. Why didn't they all just go back in time? Can we answer this question? Why didn't we just flip that time turner and well, punch Voldemort in his no-nose face? All the time turners were destroyed when they went to the Ministry in the fifth book. But I feel movie. like there's oh, like yeah. five years before that, and Dumbledore could have just flicked that thing for a while and gone back. But that's the whole reason the third movie exists of like Hermione not messing with time, yeah. and you don't go back, and you can't see yourself, and mm-hmm. all these things. Because if you mess up time once, then who knows what butterfly effect ripple will happen into the future. You know, maybe Hermione messed it up for everyone in the third one. Maybe. So maybe Hermione is Voldemort. <laughs> maybe Cursed, that's, Cursed that's Child bad. does explore this, although in a very broken and illogical yeah. oh, yeah. way. It's trash, even though I'm going to see it next, <laughs> it's next spring. I bought it for hundreds of I would love to see <laughs> it spent, in, like... Live, yeah. but reading it was so disappointing. A bunch of our friends actually our did a live table reading. Our reading was not disappointing because we did a table reading. It was, <laughs> it was way more fun. <laughs> yeah, we, we are such. Nerds. Did you guys put it on Twitch? Because you probably should have. We should have. Uh, there's Twitchables. There's Twitchables. We call it Witchables. <laughs> <laughs> you already made the channel right there. Yeah. Um. So we're we're almost out of time. I do have one more question. What death in the movie hit the hardest? Which one? What was the one that did it? Um, this is not didn't affect me the most, but uh, it was my favorite moment of the books. Mm-hmm. Is when because Bellatrix is the best. I love slash her. Worst. Best slash worst. And when Mrs. Weasley, who is like like a everyone, like she's a a nothing person in the book like she she's hysterical she whines all the time or like she's always making people do stuff she sits by the clock she's an unhappy housewife she's an unhappy housewife but she's also like a bad like amazing witch that you never get to learn about because she's too busy like i don't scrubbing pots scrubbing pots and making like don't they have magic ropes for people yeah but she's supposed to be in charge and so Bellatrix, who is also just a very skilled witch, um, attacks Ginny for some reason. And Molly leaps in with 
the line of the book, which is not my child, you blank. You witch. <laughs> you witch. You witch with a B. Yeah. And then they <laughs> fight, 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 fight. Um, which That's how it's written in the book. Yeah. And then they <laughs> fight, 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 fight. <laughs> Cat fight. Um, but in the movie, it was kind of a bummer fight. It was like, short. It was just like zap, and then one's like, oh, zap, <laughs> oh, and then blow well, and, Yeah, also the way the Death Eaters just turn into confetti every time they die in the movies, when it's like in, in the books, they actually, their bodies are there, mm-hmm. and it's a specific like thing about how their bodies are kept in a different room, and it's mm-hmm. very like human. Anyway. So that was a very disappointing death for me, because I thought Bellatrix deserved better, to just all of a sudden be like, like have been I didn't, such a terrifying character and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden be blasted out like seemingly very easily <laughs> yeah in just like a quick and quick also moment. what spell did she even use I know I we didn't hear anything anyway she was thinking it Helen Severus Snape Ugh. every single time I cry I have seen the movie a million times probably not exaggerating <laughs> And every time it goes through all of his memories, and the death of Severus Snape makes me cry every time. Such a poorly planned plan by he and Dumbledore. Just it's really bad. I did laugh because I just watched that yesterday when he's like his has a tear, and Harry's like, "Somebody get me something quick!" And Hermione's like, "Oh, what?" And then it's like, "Oh, this," and pulls out like an empty vial, (laughs) like the perfect. She has her magic purse, and she obviously can do a nonverbal summoning charm. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) NBD. Okay, okay. Sonia. Ellen, we'll talk more about Snape off air because I'd be very interested to to get into this with you to (laughs) dig a little deeper because I have complicated Snape feelings. I have a little bit of like, she didn't want to be with you, and you should respect that. But, we can do Snape show. Yeah, we'll do <laughs> we'll do it on the Alan Rickman show. We'll have you back. Um, mine might be Dobby, which we already talked about, but also Dumbledore's death still really gets me. Mm. It's interesting because I have this narrative about how the sixth movie is the worst, and it is still not excellent in my estimation. But I enjoyed the Dumbledore Harry stuff more than I remembered. I also grew up with very, very, very strong Michael Gambon feelings, who is the replacement (laughs) Dumbledore, who like, all you need to know about him is that scene where he runs up to Harry and holds him by the collar and goes, Harry, did you put your name in the coffin of fire? So (laughs) much yelling in the book, it's explicitly said that he like calmly strolls up and his eyes are all twinkly and he's like, like Dumbledore is chill and Michael Gambon as Dumbledore has no chill. <laughs> there are parts of the sixth movie where I like Michael Gambon a lot more than I remember, and I still felt so many things about his death mm. upon this rewatching. Well. So, like, I just remember the shock. I don't know if you guys remember, like, when people were reading that book, mm-hmm. the shock of that, and how that was, like, the major spoiler of the century mm-hmm. for so long. Like, Dumbledore dies. That was the gag. But it still gets me. Even reading it, I was like, or I guess the first death was serious. Serious. Or well, Cedric, Cedric. and then right. But Cedric, Sirius I was like, okay, one. Cedric is yeah. dead. But like when Sirius died, I was like, yeah. they're gonna f- make him come back. Like, <laughs> he can't be dead. Like yeah. this is when I was young enough to be like, right. Things don't end with this. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna answer my own question, and then mm-hmm. we kind of have to end it there. But the best death is easily. Uh, Devil Longbottom and the snake 
because finally <laughs> somebody just punched something or cut it in half. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, wands are great, but we could have been doing a lot more this whole time. Well, Harry uses a sword in the second one. I know, but Neville really makes it happen. A snake again. Yeah. Yeah. Just Can I just 10 seconds yeah. as well? Yeah. Uh, the worst death also is Voldemort because in the yes. books he's just supposed to fall over and crumple to the ground, be still and lifeless and human. Yeah. And in the in the movie they just have him disintegrate and there's no body and what if he could come back? Exactly. He can still come back. And he and Harry are supposed to have this whole exchange where yes. Harry basically like ties it all together. Remorse. Damn you, Daniel. Damn you. Fight him like this. Yeah, and then their faces <laughs> like weirdly meld together. <laughs> Holding a wand like a crazy person. Hand movement going on yeah. here. Yeah. Also, best part of all of the movies is Voldemort's Draco Malfoy hug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, awkward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so awkward. So uh, awkward. Our our child, child of the show, when she points now, she does it like Vold, Vold, Voldemort holding a wand. Like that's how she points. So it's pretty incredible. That's very good. It's, yeah. She also has no nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> She's the reincarnation of the Dark Lord. Anyway, um, so with the few minutes we have left, what you watching, folks? Quick round the table. Sonya's is just Harry Potter. Is that the answer? Well, I mean, I did watch all of the movies in a mm-hmm. week. Um, but I did <laughs> but also somehow. at the same <laughs> also watched a very trashy British reality show called 100% Hotter that that's I found a, on that's Netflix. Not TV last night. At, that's not a movie at all. Well, it's never going to always be movies. Okay, Jared. fair enough. It's never going to always be movies. It's never going to always be But I also watched the entire second season of. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I don't know about oh, no. <laughs> of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, man. It is really good. Not second season. Also, it's like the fourth season. <laughs> I always just think it's, presume it's the second. It's great. Y'all should watch it. Sure. Um, so I, with uh, past guests of the show, Claire McCashin, tried to go to book club <laughs> in the theater. And uh, it was at 2.30 in the afternoon. We go in. It is movies sold out. Oh, maybe that's why. Oh, maybe it was the movies for mommies. Because uh, we were like... What do you mean? And they're like, it's sold out. Like, movies sell out. And we're like, what? And we just, like, stumbled away, like, shocked. And then someone yesterday tried to go with their mother to also book club. It was sold out again. I can't believe it. So I don't know where all these people are just going to This week's movies for mommies is book club or Deadpool 2. No, it's not. Yeah. No, no one take your baby to the hut. Moms need to watch movies, son. Yeah, but it's not. I just think. I thought the, like, difference between the two was so great. Yeah. No, it's it's truly you the spectrum. Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> or you can see. Ryan Reynolds' scary burn <laughs> face. Scary burn. And a lot of back injuries. <laughs> Matt's back in- Have you? There's s- a lot of back injuries. Okay, in I haven't country. seen we, ta- yeah, we talked about okay. it last week, I think. Back injuries. Anyway. Ellen, what are you watching? Uh, Do I already know? Yeah, because we watched a bunch of Harry Potter movies until I was like, it's 9.30. It's time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> shut it down. Uh, I watched The Disaster Artist because oh, it's on Netflix. Yes. And I liked it way more than I thought I would, especially because it is kind of about how he made this really awful movie that people responded to immediately. And, you know, does he just ease into it and be like, "I this is what I plan to make the whole time? Or, you know, is he upset because this is his life's work and it didn't work out at all and it's this terrible terrible movie which is also pretty funny but uh 
the Francos, they did a good job. It was a good movie. It is a really loving tribute yeah. to it. Shame about James Franco being a creep. Sorry, it's, had to. And Dave Franco. Oh, is he too? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Are they? I just assume that if you live in Hollywood, you're probably a creep. Hashtag yes, all men. <laughs> did you, did you say hashtag yes? <laughs> I said hashtag yes, all men. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyway, that's our show for today. Thank you to Sonia for our intro song. Oh my and god, that sounds good. The, the remix with the, the Gary's, Manatuna, which I now understand the reference of. <laughs> uh, this has uh, been Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We'd like to thank everybody here at the station who keeps things uh, running. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Uh, you forgot to thank someone very important. Oh, I was trying to do it. I was trying to get out without doing it. Wow. Thanks, Ellen. <laughs> Thank you to wow, your wow, beautiful wow. wife who brought a level of excellent discourse. Yes, she, we all do. Anyway. <laughs> Her especially. Yes. Okay, wait, I have something. Yeah. Mischief managed. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>